We're reading from the second chapter where in his in the beginning of his teachings to Arjuna Lord Krishna explains what is the nature of the soul and how he's going from body to body. And here again in the fifteenth chapter he's describing the same thing uh, with some more detailed explanation. So Krishna is repeatedly talking about this because it is so much important. We should discuss this again and again. Even we may from the intellect but uh, unless we're factually freed from the bodily concept of life then even these big big discussions they won't help us very much. First thing we have to understand is that we're not this body. Understand means uh, not only intellectually or even sentimentally but actually to realize that uh, I was saying not only intellectually not only sentimentally sentimentally what I meant by that is that you'll find many people here in India because they're brought up in Hindu culture whatever that whatever remnants of that are left or even in Buddhist countries they accept theoretically because they're trained like that from birth many people many people also don't believe it but most people they have some kind of concept that when we leave this body we go to another body that or even that I'm in the present situation I'm in because of my previous activities in a previous body although no one has a very clear understanding about this but they have a vague understanding because why? Because because maybe they saw Mahabharata on TV or something like this and they saw something like someone was something like this in a previous life. So the, the concept is there. But realization, vague understanding is one thing. Being taught about it is something else. Practicing on that platform is even better. That's what I was describing last night. To engage in devotional service is to act on the platform that we are not this body. And from that, realization comes. So, until realization comes, we should repeatedly speak about this so that we can understand. Because the dirtiest of dirty things in our heart is the identification with this body. From that, all other bad things. So the, the desire to be a, a big controller. Here we have the word Ishvara. Here the word Ishvara is used for the Jiva. The Jiva here is Ishvara in the sense he has some minute control over his destiny. And he has the sense of being the Ishvara. Here we, in Bhagavad Gita, sometimes we find the word Purush being used for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And sometimes we find the word Purush, meaning male or enjoyer, being used for the ordinary Jivas. So actually the only one Purush is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's the only one in joy and all others in relationship to him are enjoyed. They are Prakriti. But because they have Purush Abhiman, the false sense of considering that they are the enjoyer. Therefore sometimes the ordinary living entity is referred to as Purush. So here also he's called Ishvar because he has he's given some minute independence to control over his destiny. That also, that control is control. Someone just like the child may be inside a pen. Have you seen they put inside some bars? So he can he can choose to crawl this way or that way. Or he can hold onto the bars and shake it like this. Or he can lie on his back and twiddle his arms in the air. So he has some independence. He can scream or sleep 
or he can move this way or that way but within a limited area he's not fully independent but he has some independence so Ishra the word is used but really the word is used for the living entity but really the supreme the actual Ishvara is Krishna therefore Ishvara Parama Krishna Krishna is the supreme controller and all others have some measure of control which is designated to them by Krishna but this concept that I am this body that in one purple Prabhupada is described as the dirtiest of dirty things within our heart so this is important thing to clean the dirty things we should be very enthusiastic for cleaning the dirty things just like we have the temple to clean it it takes some work it's not just by which it's not just by talking about it we'll make a resolution the temple should be clean everyone will vote unanimously yes we agree but then you have to take buckets water and do some work you have to clean it so everyone will say yes yes we agree our heart should be clean we believe in this all right now let's discuss Krishna's Ras Lila no clean the heart practical practical activities what are those practical activities Jaito Darpana Marjanam cleaning the heart practical activities Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam everything is possible by taking part in the activities of this Sankirtan movement this cleanses the heart this is required heart cleaning job this verse Lord Krishna is giving a very nice example that how does this bodily conception of life carry us from body to body we read in Bhagavad Gita how we are carried by the subtle body next verse describes this verse and the next verse because the next verse describes also Shotram Chakshus Pashanam Cha Asanam Ghranam Eva Cha Adhishtayam Anasachayam Vishayana Upasayate the living entity thus taking another gross body obtains a certain kind of ear, eye, tongue, nose and sense of touch which are grouped about the mind he thus enjoys a particular sense set of sense objects so this verse describes these two verses describe how the bodily because of the bodily concept of life we go from one body to another being the soul is riding on the manoratam on the chariot of the mind because the due to a misplaced sense of consciousness contaminated consciousness of false ego we identify with the body false ego that is called ahanka aham ahanka aham means I so when we think I am this body that is called ahanka or false ego but real ego means to understand I'm not this body I'm eternal spirit soul I'm the eternal servant of Krishna but when we when our consciousness becomes contaminated by forgetting Krishna Krishna bhuli sejeevan adi bahirmukh tev mayantayadeya shamsharadhuk Krishna Bahirmukhaya Bhogavanchakari Nikatasta Mayatari Japatiyatari. These are similar verses from Chaitanya Charitamrita and Jagadananda Pandit's Prabhupada, which describe that when we forget Krishna or when we become inimical towards Krishna, the two things are simultaneous, then uh, we become caught up by Maya and we have to suffer in the hands of Maya. So, in the hands of Maya means. Ami nitya krishna das ekatha bhule maya nafa haya chiradin bhule 
this Jodhananda describes further that when we forget that I am the eternal servant Aminitta Krishna Das Ekata Bhule I am the eternal this is Jagadananda Pandit this is a good line for your for your who's that the ones who say we we never were in any relationship with Krishna there's some kind of idea going around but according to Jagadananda Pandit who is a personal associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he says Aminitta Krishna Das I am the eternal servant of Krishna but we forget this Ekata Bhule then we become under the but we forget this then we become under the control of Maya and Chirodin forever we wander around in this material world Again he says that a person in this material world who is caught up by Maya, swallowed by Maya, by Maya, he becomes like a person haunted by a ghost. A person haunted by a ghost, he talks all nonsense. They put them in the mental home. Just like if you say, I am Hitler, I am Stalin, I am Rajiv Gandhi. If someone starts to talk like this, then it's understood he's a crazy man he thinks he's someone great he's not he's, just, he's a rickshaw puller on the street actually the rickshaw pullers don't go crazy it's usually the educated people that go crazy because they have all this cra- insane education it drives them mad so anyway you may be a no one on the street but then you imagine that I am the prime minister I am the king I am, I am a great person so he's committed to the lunatic assignment because of misplaced identity but everyone in this material world has a case of misplaced identity because they're thinking, I am this body. It's just a longer period of insanity. Someone, he may be thinking, I am Rajiv Gandhi, he's not. And someone may be thinking, I am Rajiv Naya, and he's not, because he's not this body. It's a misidentification. But he takes that up so strongly that, and he, because of that, identification with the body he thinks I have to enjoy through the body and therefore the mind takes up the activities of sankalpa vikalpa accepting and rejecting this is good this is not good this is very nice this is not very nice this is good according to the kind of situation we get within the three modes of material nature we consider something is good something is not good just like a vegetarian they may think that to eat spaghetti and macaroni is good uh, and not eat, not eat meat and a meat eater they think if I can eat meat three times a day that is very good one person is attracted to one kind of food and someone else is attracted to another kind of food and within the three modes of material nature there are so many different permutations and combinations of attraction and repulsion a person in the mode of goodness is attracted to live in a peaceful place in natural surroundings to discuss philosophy especially to discuss philosophy concerning the absolute truth a person in the mode of passion is interested in economic gain showing power prestige especially in the mode of passion one is very much interested in sex life in the mode of ignorance a person is attracted to a lot of sleep he feels quite comfortable living in dirt 
He actually likes that, just like a pig likes to live in stool. So a person in the mode of ignorance likes to live in a dirty situation. He doesn't care for cleanliness. He's, he likes intoxication. He, takes, he may take pleasure in violence and seeing others in pain. Of the mode of ignorance. So, according to the kind of situation we get within the modes of nature, which is again according to our previous karmic activities, we get a certain kind of body and a certain kind of situation in which to live out our mad dream of being an enjoyer of this material world. And we accept and reject according to our inclination. But all this acceptance and rejection in the material world, it takes us sometimes up to heaven sometimes down to hell, sometimes to human body, sometimes to animal body. Again, this Jagadananda Pandit explains, Kabu Raja, Kabu Shudra, Kabu Raja, Kabu Praja, Kabu Viprashudra, Kabu Dev, Kabu Daita, Kabu Das Kudra. He says that sometimes you're a king, sometimes you're just an ordinary person, ordinary citizen, sometimes you are a high-class Brahmin, Sometimes you take birth as a Shudra. Sometimes you're heavenly planet demigod. Sometimes you're born as a demon. Sometimes you're uh, very in very exalted position. Sometimes you're just a menial servant. Kabu Sharge, Kabu Mate, Narake Ba Kabu. Sometimes you take birth in the heavenly planet. Sometimes in hell. Sometimes on the earth. So like this. We are rotating within the modes of material nature. Uh, how does that work? The example is given here by Krishna, the supreme authority. That we get different kinds of bodies according to the conception of life we have. According to, the, if we think that eating all kinds of food is agreeable, just like uh, some some people in this world, they like to eat. What was that I saw in Dubai? Ah, yeah, they were advertising in the butcher shop, it's written. Liver for sale, liver, intestines. It means people, they like to eat the intestines, I don't know which. Intestines, you know what that is? That's where all the stool comes through. The pipe, that's the long pipe inside the body, that the stool comes through. If you see a dog that's run over in the road, all the intestines come out, the first thing they come And the crows, have you seen when the dog is killed in the, in the road? Then the crows, what do they like to eat? First thing is the eyes. And then the dog will say, no, what am I thinking? The crow, not the, not the, the crows eat the eyes, but say a cow is killed or something like that, then the dog will come and the first thing they like to eat is the intestine. So Prabhupada also noted that once, he was on the plane and there was an Indian man, Marwari, sitting opposite him. Marwari, they're supposed to be very pious. As they, they're always very pious people, but sometimes behind the doors, other things go on. So he was on the plane eating sausages. You know what this sausage is? You're going to go to Germany, right, Kanan? A very highly cultured country, which is famous for sausages, among other things. So sausage means they put the blood and the, all the ground up bones and the butcher may spit in it while he's doing it also and they uh, and they they put this all inside the intestine of a pig and then people eat it very nice so some people are attracted to eating such things 
So if you are attracted to eating such things, then in your next life you will become a pig. Because the pig likes to eat all kinds of horrible food. Now, just imagine, if you like to eat horrible food, you can only eat so much horrible food. You can't eat unlimited amounts of horrible food. Because you have a digestive problem. Just like the day, today is New Year's Day. Yesterday was New Year's Day. So in the Chinese calendar, this is the kind, you see, I'm telling you things from my experience. From, from experience, living in different parts of the world, you get to observe different things. So the day after Chinese New Year's Day, all the doctors in countries like Malaysia and Singapore, they're very busy. Because anyway, the Chinese, they eat five times a day. But on New Year's Day, Chinese New Year's Day, they eat more. They eat more food, more times, and more kinds of things like crabs and lobsters and monkeys' brains and all things like this. So, naturally they get severe cases of indigestion. So they the point I'm making is that they like to eat all kinds of horrible things. They take pleasure in eating. Some people eat live shellfish, they like to eat alive. Very nasty. So, they like to eat this, but the problem is they get a stomach pain. And then they can't eat for six days. And they're simply, oh, ayo, ayo. That's, what, that's the Chinese way of saying, ow, ayo. So they're suffering because they like to eat, but they can't. So, in the next life, they can get the body of a pig. Because the pig can eat all kinds of horrible things. Why do you want to eat the intestine? The stool is coming through. Why not just eat stool? That's better. Just eat stool directly. So you can become a pig. Because you have such a desire. Because you have such a desire, you get such a body. Same thing eating meat. If you, generally people, they like to eat meat, they think I'll become very strong. Although actually we don't necessarily see that meat eaters are strong. Not necessarily true. Of course the elephant is a pure vegetarian. So is the buffalo. They're very strong. But many times we, we hear people, here in India especially, they say, they warn, don't become a vegetarian. I know becoming a vegetarian because I want to have sex and I have to have lots of meat and then I'll become strong. Otherwise you can't enjoy life unless you eat three gallons of blood. You can't enjoy life. So, you can get a strong body and eat meat. Why you want a strong body, then why be a human being? Because a human being, not very strong. You see, many times they have World Olympics, weightlifting championship. So these poor men, they struggle for years, build up their body and lift up a big weight. But any elephant if you bring, any ordinary elephant, even a baby elephant, he can immediately lift the weight which the man is struggling for so many years to practice and immediately he can win the World Olympic Championships. You bring any baby elephant, they can win. So why are you struggling to be so big and strong and eating meat? Then in your next life you become a tiger. Because you want strong body and eating meat. So you get it. And everyone will be afraid of you. You'll be in the jungle, everyone will be afraid of you. You're a tiger. But the only problem is, you may think, I like to become a tiger. But you will go hungry, you'll starve. Because not very, even the tiger, he cannot enjoy 
if you're a tiger, you can't go to the supermarket and buy meat. They won't let you in. They'll tie you up and put you in the zoo. And if you're in the zoo, if you're put in the zoo, then at least you'll get fed regularly, but you'll be miserable because they put you in a cage. So the, the tiger, it, or they'll shoot you, that's what they do, man, they shoot the tigers. So the tiger, he's living in the jungle, and he's got the tiger, I'm the tiger here, everyone's afraid of me. But being afraid of him means he can't catch any food to eat, that's why he's starving. Most of the time the tiger is hungry, because there is one bird, that whenever the tiger comes out to look for some food, one bird will make a noise. And then all the animals, for one or two kilometers around, they know, oh, now the tiger is here, and they'll boom, run. So it's very difficult for him to catch any food. He may be the tiger, but he's not enjoying it. So we are getting different kinds of bodies. Or even if you think, I will be a very pious person, and a very renounced person, very saintly person, even that without a concept of Krishna consciousness, you may still go up and then again come down. Just like many times we see, even great sages, they, they cannot maintain their principles because the nature of the material world is that the three modes of material nature, they're always intermixed. So even if you're in the mode of goodness, you can again fall down to the mode of passion and ignorance. Therefore, the solution is to purify our consciousness. As long as we're in the material world, we have the desire to enjoy, and the desire to enjoy takes us from body to body to body. Sometimes we think, I will enjoy by eating meat. Sometimes we think, I will enjoy as a pious vegetarian. But still it's the desire to enjoy. That's why Prabhupada, he told, we shouldn't. We're not preaching vegetarianism. Many times he told us. Uh, we're not the vegetarian movement. That uh, We're preaching Krishna conscious. If you become Krishna conscious, you automatically become vegetarian. Of course, if someone wants to be vegetarian, we also, we're not against Krishna We're not preaching that you should be meat. That also. Uh, but our thrust of preaching is not be moral, be good, be kind, be nice. All these things are katoran. But that, without a sense of Krishna consciousness, still there is the motive to enjoy. I will be good, I will be nice. And everyone else will be good and nice with me. And then we'll all peacefully enjoy being good and nice and enjoy sense gratification. Just like when Prabhupada was in America in the 1960s, there was the hippies peace movement. They wanted to stop the Vietnam War. Why? They were saying, oh, poor Vietnamese, what harm did we do to them? They don't give a damn about the Vietnamese. The whole thing is, they want to peacefully enjoy sense gratification. They don't want to go to fight in Vietnam because there's no sense gratification. Of course, some people enjoyed it. There were a few people who enjoyed because they had such a concept of life. They thought it was fun to run through the jungle with a machine gun and when you see anything with a yellow skin, shoot it to pieces. So some people enjoyed that. But most of the hippies, they just wanted to stay in America and smoke dope and grow their hair long and be spiritually advanced in this way. So Prabhupada detected that. That's also sense gratification. Just like Arjun, he didn't want to fight. He was giving so many reasons that, oh, what will happen to society? But his inner motive was that I will enjoy. He was saying, how can I, even if I win the fight, 
Then all my uh, relatives will be killed and how will I enjoy life? Where is the, where's the pleasure? Because enjoyment means if you get power and riches, this also, then you like to show your friends. This is my house and these are my servants' quarters which is like a big mansion. And they like to show off. So if, if my relatives are there, then I won't have the pleasure of showing off my kingdom. So better, and if I'm killed, I'm killed, so there's no pleasure there either. So better we don't fight and let, let them have the kingdom. And then we'll feel very good. I'll have the feeling I'm a good person. So Krishna detected. That is for sense gratification. And that idea of sense gratification, that will bind you in the material world. Body after body after body. Therefore Krishna is teaching Arjuna, and through Arjuna, he's teaching the whole world to give up the idea of sense gratification, even subtle sense gratification, and sh showing how to surrender to Krishna, which will stop the cycle of repeated birth and death. This is the whole point. We have to get out of this bodily concept of life, otherwise we must suffer repeated birth and death. So coming out of the bodily concept of life ultimately means to surrender to Krishna, in which sankalpa, vikalpa, acceptance and rejection, instead of accepting sense gratification and rejecting that which we perceive to be uh, detrimental to our sense gratification, we change our whole consciousness. That's why we say Krishna consciousness. It's a different kind of consciousness. Instead of accepting, oh, this food looks very nice, or I don't like this. On, all, on the sense gratification platform, at every moment the mind is accepting and rejecting. But on the Krishna conscious platform, there's also acceptance and rejection. But in terms of service to Krishna, Anukulyasya, Sankalpa, Pratikulyasya, Varajanam. We accept everything which is favorable for the service of Krishna and reject everything that is unfavorable. So this is the change of consciousness that Krishna is teaching. Come out of the bodily concept of life and come to the proper concept of life that I am not this body, I am the eternal servant of Krishna. Therefore I should serve Krishna and in this way be benefited on the highest platform, the ultimate platform. Hare Krishna. Is there any question? Yes. God has given us the senses, therefore we should enjoy them. Yes, very good philosophy. You want to enjoy, but God has also told us that if you enjoy your senses like this, you'll become a dog or a cat. So if that's what you want, go ahead. You see what God says. He says that this path of sense gratification leads to hell. This the path of senses, he's given us the senses, but he's told us to engage the senses in his service. He is Rishikesh. He is the enjoyer. God has given us the senses, but he never says that you are the enjoyer. If you want, you go ahead, you try and enjoy. There is no enjoyment, because material enjoyment is just a myth. There is no enjoyment in sense gratification. But if you're such a fool that you think there is, go ahead, become a dog or a cat. But if you want, if you really want to know what God wants of us, then you should listen to his message. Because God also gave me this and I'm going to punch you in the face. Is that a good philosophy? You have to know how to use your senses. Nietzsche. 
God has given me the senses, therefore I should unrestrictedly enjoy them. No, that's not correct. Any other question? All right, all these points we should discuss regularly, scrutinizingly try to understand from all different angles. Understand that we're not this body, we're not this mind, we're not this false ego, we're eternal servant of Krishna. Let's try and understand this. Well, the directions of Krishna are in Shastra. If you want to know how to practically apply them, if you're not sure, then you have to consult someone who don't, who knows, who is sure. That's the process. That's an important point. Anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjana. We accept everything that is favorable for Krishna's service and reject everything unfavorable. So if we're not sure what is what, then better consult someone who knows. And even if we think we know, it's better consult someone who knows because many times we may, due to our cheating propensity, everyone in this material world has Ram Brahmad, Vipra, Lipsa, Kalana, Patav. Everyone has these four propensities in conditioned life. One is cheating propensity. Illusion makes mistakes, cheating propensity and imperfect senses. So cheating means not only cheating others, we cheat ourselves. Yes, yes, I'm doing this for Krishna. I'm, I'm offering all these food, I'm cooking these kinds of foods because Krishna likes it. Actually, I like it. So, let me offer it to Krishna and then I'll enjoy like anything. That's cheating. There's so many ways that cheating propensity may come in Krishna, even within the name of Krishna's service. Hare Krishna. Bhagavad Gita as it is, ki jai. Srila Prabhupada, ki jai.